on TV, online, and on La El Sadat. Egyptian president, assassinated, read a book. This is EPT Not Live. Read a book, Mac Bowden. That's what I was going to say, and I think I still called you Mac. You or called me Mac Bowden. I like <laughs> I like getting words wrong in the first five seconds. That's fan That's a great start. Hello, my babies, and welcome to EPT Not Live at EPT Live. We are at the PCA. Officially, it's EPT Not Live at EPT Live at the PCA. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Too many words. That's like the NHL alumni <laughs> poker charity tournament. <laughs> uh, I am Uncle Daddy alongside James Hardigan. I have to look at my paper. I was for that. just going to say, you look it up. Matt Broughton's over there. Lots of stuff to get through today. Coming up on today's show, it's a new year. We missed the Shark Cage finale because of Christmas and all that. Uh, spoilers ahoy in our TV recap. Come section. on, people have had a month to watch it. As far as I'm concerned, it's now fair game. Still no Star Wars spoilers though. Uh, what else? I stuck around in Prague for a few days. I got some stories I want to share with you guys. Uh, we've got an event to recap. That was the, uh, the, the inaugural and probably only <laughs> PCA charity invitational called Stapes Home Game. Uh, it was a dumpster fire, kind of. Uh, and we may or may not have some behind the scenes footage to show you. Now, my backpack isn't here. I gave, it doesn't matter. I lost my GoPro. I found it this morning. If I can manage to get some footage off of it before this goes out, I'll stick some in. We'll see what happens. It may be, just be a blank. Uh, what else? Matt and James and I had a chance to go play around with some Atari machines here at uh, here at the PCA. There's a whole like little mini arcade over in the player lounge. We've got a live super fan in yes. the studio. Uh, is it? Do we know if it's Asif or Asif? Asif, I believe. Asif, the poker tourist, who is maybe the most famous non-pro who attends these <laughs> events, uh, is going to be on the show with us. We're going to get to all that stuff in a little bit. At the moment, though, I have a shit ton of social media beefs. Stuff oh, really? just, yeah. Stuff just, uh, Joey, oh, no. as, Joey, as much as I enjoy yeah. that segment of the show, yeah. I, I think it's reaching the stage now where maybe you need to spend less time on social media. I haven't done social, oh, me personally. You personally. I to, yeah, yeah, I need to spend less time. That's probably, you're probably we right. We had a long, that. I'm sure, Matt, as a regular listener to the show, you remember my, my thing, which is I'm, I made a resolution, not a New Year's resolution, because this was last year, to spend less time looking at shit on the internet. Yes, and I think it's I think it's a strategy that you could probably benefit from adopting. I wish that I could maybe hire someone to do it for me because it, it is in the job f like fairly required to do social media. I'm expected to post, listen to EPT not live, watch EPT live, stand up shows, whatever. So it would be great if I could just you know there's never a South Park this year about that where where Cartman doesn't like mean stuff on social media so. Basically, another kid gets assigned to only read him the nice stuff. I like and it. And just ignore the yes. rest of it. Yes. Um, maybe that's what I need. Yeah, I probably need to spend less time on social media. I guess before we even get to the social media beefs, which, make sure this is right. It's right, but it's not coming out of the right place. That's okay. We're going to fix that in a second. Um, <laughs> I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about Prague because I stuck around. <clears throat> I stuck around Prague. And had a really good time there. Uh, me and my girlfriend decided we were going to spend a couple extra days in Prague. And the one awesome thing we did was we went to this thing called a beer spa. And what it was is this thing in like a basement of a hotel where you sit in like a big hot tub uh, with you and your girlfriend or whoever. And they pour hops and barley 
into the hot water. So you're like sitting there like in a big vat of yeast. That sounds like a really good idea for girls. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's, maybe that's <laughs> bad. It's supposedly pretty good for your skin. Okay. I will say my skin felt pretty decent afterward. Was she but like? You're right. Yeah. Maybe. Did you see her much in the following days? Um, she was. She was around. I don't. I don't really want to get into that. I okay. guess. I think I should probably just let that hang there. Would be more. What's gonna? Let me see if this works. There we go. Now it's happening. So yeah. So, but the the interesting thing about this beer spa is that she, when she was booking it, she said, "Do you want to book it just for some time in the spa, or do you want to book it with a massage?" And I was like, "Well, I'll just have been done, you know, with six days of live coverage." It was and five. Whatever. It felt like six. Um, <laughs> nothing gets by you, Hardigan. I, I am your fact checker. That's right. Why let that slide? Why let that slide? Yeah, when I can interrupt your flow just, exactly. to, just to change a number. Let me, and, yeah, let me just. And ruin the, the vibe. Accuracy counts. Uh, after five days of live coverage, and I was like, why not? Like, let's get, let's get the massage. Like, let's have a, a couple's massage. So we go to this place, and this dude checks us in, and he takes us in. The great thing about this big vat of yeast, too, is that there's a, um, there's a tap on it, and you get to drink as much beer sitting it's not coming out of oh the god well, that, that wasn't that wasn't entirely was that, clear it was Sorry. not clear I, it's a separate we beer both tap. reached the same conclusion that you're basically drinking what you're sitting in okay no right no that's that would be disgusting that would be disgusting no. just little sips that would be gross no <laughs> so if there's an actual like a cold beer tap and the beer is the freshest you can possibly drink beer because it's like straight from the brewery it's not even pasteurized it's like straight up so you're sitting in this thing in the hot tub drinking unlimited amounts of beer and then the dude's like okay when you're done you know I'll 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 um I'll let you know I think he rings a bell or something when your time's up and then uh, I'll come get you and I'll take you for your massages now what they didn't say is this is a one man band this dude is doing everything so I thought he was going to check us in and then take us to like a separate spot where massages have a no he brings us both to the same room and puts us in like a bed together and wraps us up in like our own little blanket. He's like, this is good for when you get out of the spa. Like, and I've only got one towel. Uh, well, he only had one massage table. And he's like, so who wants massage first? And then he took turns oh, giving us that's a just... massage like while the other one watched. <laughs> you sick. And I was like, there's only two ways you can approach this, right? Have you ever been in a situation where you go to get a massage and then all the, it's a man? No. You realize your therapist. It's happened to me one other time before. And... My best friend was like, there was a one man therapist and one woman, and he was like, I got you, buddy. I'll, I'll take the bullet for you. And this time, it was only a man doing it. So I was like, you know what? There's only one way you can do this. You just got to own it. You just got to absolutely own it. So I was like, sure, buddy. Let's go. Let's do this. And just just strip on down. Hop Lay it on, on your table. bank. That's right. Go for it. <laughs> Help yourself. Go for it. Watch out for the yeast. Anything. Look, a hand is a hand. Um, <laughs> so I will say that like, it, it's not as good as getting a massage from a female. Like, you're not as comfortable, but it was fine. It wasn't a big deal. The weird thing, he talked the whole time. So he was, like, chatting with my girlfriend while he was giving me a massage. Is that like Alan Partridge? Do you mind if I talk? Keeps <laughs> <laughs> the wolf from the door. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, and then we switched. And so <laughs> I was, like, uh, you know, watching this dude massage my girlfriend while he chatted with me and the, the whole experience it, he was such a nice friendly guy that it made it like okay but I, all I could do is picture either of you in that situation and James <laughs> ain't I remember, gonna happen I remember one time James and I went to a bar in Soho and he was like looking around and he was like 
Mm-mm. No. <laughs> uh, okay. So I can only imagine what you, it would have been like, like uh, the cartoons where there's like a trail of fire for how fast he's <laughs> yeah, gone out of there. Um, and do you guys remember that my I was like waiting in Prague for my yes. work visa to come? You didn't know whether you'd be able to fly home via yes. London. Oh, well, yeah. it did not come. Oh. And the lawyer's response was, just just go. Just just <laughs> it'll it'll be fine. Just explain to them that you are uh, you know what the situation is. And I was like, it was Christmas. Like I couldn't not go home. Yeah. So I flew through Heathrow and so I'm, I, I, you know, go through the, and also it was awkward because when you're traveling with someone, they want you to go up to the booth together, right? They want you to go yeah. talk to the customs agent together. So, and the other thing is that, um, so I'm traveling with someone and I've got this weird situation and it ended up being fine. But the woman was like, why are you here? Why, why do you not have this? I don't understand. Where's your old one? Like she was annoyed with me. I eventually got through. Christmas was fine. But so to clarify, where is this thing? Is it floating around in the Czech Republic somewhere? I no, it they they were they sent it to me in New Jersey. However, on the day before Christmas Eve, me and my girlfriend were driving home to my parents' house and I get this frantic email from one of the lawyers saying, Um, we sent you we may have sent you someone else's work visa and we may have sent yours to someone else. And we need you to handle this immediately. And I was like three hours on the road and I was like, sorry, dude, like, I don't know what you want. And my roommate is Jewish and doesn't really, you know, wasn't really doing anything. So he was there. Um, and I was like, look, I can see if my roommate's willing to do this. But even though he doesn't celebrate Christmas, I felt like an asshole on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And like you got to. And they did, in fact, send me another woman's work visa because apparently everyone who lives in New Jersey is the same person. There's mm-hmm. like some other person in New Jersey. Um but here's the thing. So I'd have my roommate do that on Christmas Eve and deal with the concierge who's working on Christmas and make them do all this in my building. And then, so all this, they were like, urgent, 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 please get back to us. And then um, my roommate was like, yeah, I did everything they asked me and I, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know, you know, if they came and got it or whatever. And then they're like, okay, someone will be there to pick it up December 29th. <laughs> After all this fucking shit, they, hoops they made me jump through. On December 23rd and 24th, they're like, cool, someone will be there on the 29th. I, I seriously, I was furious. And these people probably make, what, hundreds of pounds an hour? PokerStars is paying them to deal with my work visa. I wonder how many billable hours this was <laughs> for them to screw up and send my shit to the wrong place. Anyway, I do have it. Guys, two days after Christmas, I broke up with my girlfriend. Was it because of the massage? It was. She was just way too into. I was way too <laughs> turned on watching that guy massage my girlfriend, and I knew when that. When you say he was talking through, when when it was her time, he wasn't going. Oh yeah. It's talk. That's talking. Mm. That, that is. All right, there, Joe. You come to you in a minute. Oh. Well, it was lucky that I was tied up in that. In that, in that <laughs> That's blanket. why I, I couldn't do anything about it. Did he put like some gaffer tape over your mouth? Mm. Uh, yeah. So I broke up my girlfriend. We were supposed to go go somewhere together on New Year's Eve, and I broke up the day before New Year's Eve. Yeah. It's fine. Everything's good. We're friends. But I ended up going to this wedding alone instead of, uh, instead of with my girlfriend. And two really funny things happened in the wedding. One is that they had like a, a Korean pastor because uh, it was my, my friend was marrying a Korean girl. Uh, her family's Korean. So, you know, the part of their culture and family, they had their, their local pastor. Oh, I thought you said Korean pastor. 
Oh, yeah, delicious. <laughs> You're talking about the catering. No. Delicious. No. Not being funny, he does talk about food a lot. That is we, true. We had spaghetti soul. Um, no, it was uh, we, It was a pastor. The, the, the man right. who married them okay. was Korean, and his, his opening speech was all about how in marriage the man is in charge, and that if she's ever troubled and wants to ask God for his advice, that God communicates through the husband... This shit still flies. It was unbelievable. And the other thing that was hilarious is he had a very thick Korean accent. And so I don't know if what they call it because slight wedding differences in different cultures, but in certain weddings, at the end of it, when they're done, I now, it's called the pronunciation. Yep. And the guy couldn't pronounce hardly anything. So when he's like, now I won't do the accent because I'll probably get fired. But when he's like, now I'll do the pronunciation and his thick Korean accent, I lost it. Like I was like, in, I was like, cry. and I was sitting in like the third row, just laughing hysterically. So when they talk about people crying at weddings, you were crying. I was crying. Laughter. Yeah. With laughter this time. It was, it was so bad. And then of course, so because I'm single, I'm immediately on Tinder, right? I'm in Dallas, Texas. I'm like, let's fire up Tinder here in Dallas. And I didn't have... Uh, oh, how we've missed the Tinder anecdotes and EBT oh, not live. That's right. Man. So the Tinder anecdotes are back. I don't have any of those. I just um, got visions of like big control center at Tinder. And they're all going, <laughs> he's back! He's back. <laughs> and all like high-fiving each other, like NASA, like with all the big screens up and there's just like a big stapes alert. And they're the going, yes! The stock goes up. It's like it's up four <laughs> points today. Um, ding, 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 ding. Bells are going off. I have no Tinder stories, but I do have... From Dallas. <laughs> I've got one from here. Um, but uh, I did meet a bartender who, uh, like, everyone in the wedding party was into her, and she chose me to, to be flirtatious with, and she was like, eventually, she was like, what are you doing later? And I was like, whatever you're doing. And I ended up staying till the bar closed, and her and the guy bartender were cleaning up, and he poured me an extra beer, and she was like, okay, hang on one second. I am gonna, uh, I'm gonna lock up, and I'll come outside and meet you. And I go outside, and the door locks, and I'm standing there, standing there, standing there. I'm like, ah, oh, this isn't good. This isn't good. So I try to call her. She doesn't answer. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna just try to see if I can get back in there. I'm outside for about 10 minutes, which I think is too long. And the doors were locked, but I was able to pull them open. And when I get in there, it's totally dark. No one's anywhere. I sort of peek in the kitchen, nothing. Open the men's room door. No one's there. Open the women's room door. Two people naked on the ground having sex. Oh! The door immediately slams shut. So I, I feel like the biggest idiot ever. Like the biggest yo-yo like, I am just waiting outside for this girl <laughs> who, is, who, had, who had just said, like, 10 minutes prior, who was like, look, we could go out or we could just go back to your room. And I was like, sounds good to me. Or why go all the way across the street to my hotel room when there's a perfectly good bathroom and a perfectly good other guy right here? And if I had been in my early 20s when this happened, like, I would have been suicidal. Like, I, it was a crushing blow to my ego. And we know that I have a healthy ego now. If it's, like, at a worst time in my life, I would have been very upset. I do have one Tinder story. So basically, you remember the very first episode of EPT Not Live we ever recorded was our review of the 2015 PCA. Yes. Most of which was spent with you talking about your exploits on Tinder and your desperate attempts to get laid at Atlantis. Fast forward 12 months, and what are we talking about, Joe Stapleton? We're talking about a very bad Tinder experience I had here at Atlantis. I think the line, wasn't it was like, and that was the fourth time I didn't get laid in yes. the Bahamas, right? Yeah, so I met a girl here on Tinder a couple days ago, and I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this. I know neither of you have been single in a long time, but I had an entire relationship in one night. 
<laughs> like, and th- we actually didn't go to my room or anything, but it was like, we met each other, we liked each other, we got along, there was some romance, then we got in a big fight, then we made up, and then we were like, maybe we shouldn't ever see each other <laughs> ever again. Like, it was unbelievable How many hours are yeah. we talking about this happening? I had an entire, like, breakfast, lunch, dinner, like, whatever you want to call it, relationship in about three and a half hours. Wow. <laughs> that wow. That's, that's, we met that's at Dragon funny. Bar. We got along great. We went to Aura. We danced. Oh, we that, did. That, there, there you make your mistake. So Aura is like the bad slime from Ghostbusters 2. Like, I have never had a good experience there. I'm not even saying it's a bad club, but there's just bad juju there. The first year in Aura, I cried. <laughs> I cried in Aura the first time I went there. Uh, the second year, my girlfriend cheated on me with another girl. The third year, I have a really good friend that almost... Ended his marriage with the things that were going on in Aura. Um, what One year as I was walking out, Jonathan Duhamel got punched in the face while I was like helping him leave the club. He got sucker punched. Um, l- what happened last year? And this is in the ghetto. Where is this? Where is this, this is here in Atlanta. Right, just checking. Last just checking. year, I think we deliberately avoided the club because of everything that had happened Actually, in previous years. Actually, that's probably true. And then this year, so this year I get in a fight with this girl. So I bring her there. We're dancing. A little bit of smooching happens. Well, actually, even before that, she gets really irritated with me because I was talking to one of my guy friends and sort of ran off. And her friend's like, look, I know her. You got to be real aggressive. And I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, yeah, you have to. I'm like, that's, that's not really no, me. This, that's not really me. And she's like, trust me, like just try idea. it. And so I did, and it worked. Like, she was like, oh, you're finally paying attention to me. So we were dancing. And then eventually she got mad about something else. So I was like... Hey, when we left the club, I was like, I don't really know what to do. Like, do you want to keep hanging out or do you just want to go? And she's like, I'm going to go. Okay, fine. Sounds good. Nice to meet you. But when I get back to my room, I start getting, I start getting angry messages. And uh, let's see if we can bring them up. I've, I've edited some of them. So here we go. Didn't seem you were too into it. It's cool. Have fun. Your response, you're so weird. Because I didn't creepily try to get you back to my room, I wasn't too into it. <laughs> you seem very into your friend. This was a man, by the way. My friend was a man, was Scott Ball from Twitch, who I was talking to okay. on the dance floor. That's very bizarre to be jealous of another guy. I was totally down to have some alone time with you, but I'm not a pushy fella. I think maybe you're very used to guys being assholes. Hmm, <laughs> okay. There you go, I like this. I'll leave you cocoon. I'll leave you alone. Ha! Huh. You don't have to leave me alone. Have a good night. I do not want to cause more trouble than it already seems that I did. What? There's no trouble. I had fun. Sleep well. Kiss. Which I was happy to have that be the end, but no. Oh, it continues. Not the end. It's it's almost over. Don't you worry. win. Win at what? No one is winning here. <laughs> Lol. I hope you are because I'm definitely losing. <laughs> How? Why? What? <laughs> I think you always win. You, you always you- win! <laughs> At what? This is, this, is, uh, this is someone I've known for three hours. <laughs> you? You should be used to it. You barely know me. I don't know how or why you'd say that. Lol, okay. And scene. Wow. That is it. I didn't I don't think I did anything else after that. Yeah, that's 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 we're onto social media beefs now. So Man. You always so anyway, go in the three hours I've known you. It's not just me, right? So that's, you. that's nuts, right? Yeah. Okay. 
I love where the do absolute... you find these people? Well, what kind of person is willing Tinder. to meet up with someone on <laughs> Tinder like with, okay. after trading three text messages? Stupid question. I apologize. So anyway, yeah, that's it. That's all my anecdotes that I've got. I know I've monopolized wow. the first 40 minutes of this show. Wow. I had a lot I wanted to share with you guys. That's fair enough. Uh, my Christmas was a lot less dramatic. I had a very nice time in Finland. The one thing I did that was What's Finnish Santa Claus? Uh, Jolopuki, which translates as <laughs> Christmas goat. It is even... It is, it, it, I couldn't have made up anything better than a Christmas goat. The yeah. Christmas goat, he comes, he, poo, he poos in your shoes. I like and that. And then you trade in the poo for gifts in the exactly. morning, right? Something like that. No, the he, Nordic <laughs> people, they're, they're, they're slightly strange. Um, I can say that because I'm married to one. So... The only work-related thing, the, the, the work thing I did, right, between the end of Prague and the beginning of the PCA was I took part in the Superfan home game. Remember we talked about this? That oh, yeah. all of the Superfans yeah. could get together just before Christmas, playing a home game on PokerStars, and we very kindly donated some prizes. I said, if you guys sort the game out, I'll, I'll donate the prizes. When am I going to learn that if you outsource something, if you let someone else organize something, they're going to fuck it up. But you outsource it to a fan also, Well, right? Pe- look, I feel really bad because Pedro Almeida is a great guy and obviously he organized the game. He set up the home game club. He structured the tournament, uh, did a lot of work promoting it on social media. So I don't want to be too hard on him, but he didn't... But get- let me be hard on him. He didn't gate it. I thought this was meant to be a tournament for super fans, right? right. Yeah. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean people who've taken part on this podcast, but certainly people who we know, the regs, who tweet all the time. Sure. Who, uh, you know, we always get response people from. People who have at streams. least have some sort of connection friends, to the friends show. Friends of the show. Friends, friends of, the of the show. Exactly. All these randoms showed up. It's kind of like when you're throwing a party and like all, you realize that you only have like five friends, so then you decide, like, let me just put it out to the world because you want your party to be better. And then you're like... I did not mean to do this. I don't know any of the... Who are these people? My house is on fire. Yeah, this Help. is not good. I, I, my name is off the lease now somehow. So, unfortunately, one of these guys cashed. There are only three prizes, right? First was going to get the PokerStars chipset and the signed Kid Poker poster with the runners-up, second and third, getting a pack of PCA playing cards and the poster. Um, the winner was Javier GM from Mexico, who is a reg... EPT Live viewer. We get a lot of tweets sure. from him. Hasn't been on the show yet, but we'll gladly have him on in the Superfan versus State segment. Uh, Michael Wong, I believe, came uh, second or third. But the problem was the guy who then also won the cards in the poster was a guy called Aman, whose name I did not recognize. And Scott Campbell, another... I do recognize that name. He's been on our show, bubbled. And he was pretty furious that someone who was not a Superfan won. So, so do we know how this guy got in? Well, the problem is because Pedro just obviously tweeted the details. Yeah. Like, and it's like what the, the club number is and the password. But as the club manager, he then has to decide whether to accept them or not. And he just accepted everyone. Yeah, but what, it's, how is he supposed to vet people? How is he supposed to know if they're a real super fan or okay, not? Okay, well, I, here's the thing. I imagine this is the opening scene from Superman, right? And 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 I'm Jor-El, and you're the floating heads, right? You can be Trevor Howard, and you can be Harry Andrews. I've always wanted to be Trevor H- Howard. Yes, okay. and uh, and I've got the, the pointy stick, which lights up, and I'm going to present <laughs> you with some evidence, and I want you to make the final ruling. Okay. okay? Um, so I did decide that there should probably be four prizes. That's nice. You extended the bubble. I extended the bubble so that Scott would get his prize. Um, some people, some angry voices, felt that this guy did not deserve any prizes because he's not an EPT superfan. And when I looked at his Twitter timeline, he he wasn't following. Ooh. And, and Wait, was he following me? I don't know. He said he wasn't following me. 
and I discovered later he wasn't following at EPT Live, which I'll come to in a moment. He has never tweeted the show. He's never tweeted anything about the TV shows. How long did and this he take you, by doesn't the way? the podcast. Well, just scroll through his timeline. Unless he deletes five. his tweets like I do. You're kind of most like... Most people a, don't. No, yeah. most people don't. However, I felt he deserved something. So what do we do when we're going to give people prizes? We tweet, direct message them, right? Mm-hmm. From EPT Live. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't follow at EPT Live, he hasn't been able... I haven't been able to get him a message. So this is going to be your thing, like... I try to get in touch with you, but well, here's, what, what's a guy supposed hello? to do? Here's my, here, so here's my question. Bearing in mind that I've presented to you what his Twitter timeline looks like and the fact that he could not be reached via direct message because he doesn't follow at EPT Live, does he deserve a prize? Guilty. Um, you know me. I'm kind of a Boy Scout about these things. I would, I would send him an at and be like, look, if you want to collect your prize, here's the way you do it. I don't think you can you cannot give the prize. Wow, we've got, we've got a split vote here. Oh man! Well, it's not a split vote because I know where you're landing. No, to be all to be honest, I probably will do that eventually. I just wanted to make you take your time with it. Yeah, that's especially, probably what I would do too. Especially since he's been messaging me regularly saying, "How do I get my prize? How do oh. I get?" My prize? Oh come on, dude! Seriously, <laughs> he's like trying to get okay, in touch with you. But just to be clear, I'm, we'll find something for him. I'm thinking that he probably deserves a Stapes Christmas present. Stapes unwanted Christmas. <gasps> Absolutely, Christmas because re-gift. ultimately I'm going to give the chipset to Javier. I'm going to give Michael and Scott the uh, PCA playing cards, and all three of those guys are going to get posters. Matt, what's your... Uh... Uh, do you know, there was only really one story I wanted to share with you, which was to do with the flight over here, because Graphical Nick, which regular viewers will be very familiar with his work, he came up to me and said, oh, there's, uh, there's something I've been watching that you probably get some enjoyment out of. And there's like an Amazon original series called The Man in the High Castle. Yeah. yeah do you yeah, know yeah. this? I and do. This there was, it was controversial in America because yeah. they were putting ads up like on the subway that were like, had a, like a lot of Nazi yeah. imagery so in it. So it's this, it's this um, Philip K. Dick story like that's been adapted. Really, Scott was involved in producing it all. And it's basically if the Allies hadn't won the war, the Axis had is that what would the shape of the world be like? And it's kind of focused on North America that has now become the greater Nazi Reich. And there's a part on the West Coast, which is the Japanese Pacific States. And it's really, really interesting. It's really well done. And I basically, I, I said to Nick, yeah, sounds good. I'll, I'll download that. So I downloaded the whole series. I had it sitting on my iPad. It's all I had with me. And I thought, right, I've got 10 hours this flight over to PCA. That's what I'm going to do. Get to the plane. I'm sitting on the end of the row of four seats in the middle. I got this all up. And you know you're sitting there thinking, am I going to get the screaming baby, the really beast guy? Right. And three normal-looking, uh, two guys and one girl come and sit down. I'm thinking, this is great. This three is people be- that could be on the show, the man in the high castle, they would have survived. No, no just, just, just normal-looking normal people. Normal folks. And then when the guy comes to, to, to ask me to stand up, which I'm ready for, he goes, Entschuldigung Sie bitte. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, you are fucking joking me. I got two German lads and a German girl going to sit next to me. And I'm thinking... Okay, and I haven't watched a single episode of this. So all this stuff I've just said, I don't know that. I just trusted Nick, right. downloaded it, thinking I'm sure he's going to be right. I, open, I start the first episode. Man, the sports stickers on my iPad <laughs> were just through the roof. The flag is like the American Stars and Stripes, but where the stars go is a swastika. sticker. So it's quite provocative imagery, so I can imagine why it causes a bit of a stir. But I swear... All the stuff that's like a couple of actors in the street and they're acting and all that, these guys couldn't be bothered with me. 
And you know you're sitting and playing it every now and then. You just look at what people are doing. I swear, every single time one of these guys looked at me, the screen just became <laughs> like Jack Boots, and it was just so awful. And I thought, I've got goosebumps. Just, it was so horrific. But I thought, it's the only thing I've got to watch for 10 hours. What do I do? And I thought, this is stupid. It's a drama. Maybe they've even heard of it. Maybe. But every there time was they no were, in-flight entertainment you could switch to? There was, but I'd already looked at it. It was, and it was all, it was the Diary of Anne Frank, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was because, I mean, because I'm blessed that I get to see a lot of stuff for the BAFTAs. It's stuff I'd already seen, or it was stuff like Pixels, and I'm like, oh, geez. But I got through one whole episode holding my own, and then it got to the second episode. And again, now the girl and the guy have swapped places because she wants to lay a bit differently. And she's like, she looks at me and I'm like, <laughs> and she looks at my screen. <laughs> and I'm like, do you know what? I did it. So do you know what I did? I totally fucking chicken the shit out. And I closed it down. And I watched Ant-Man again. Very nice. And Pixels. You did watch Pixels. <laughs> I did. I just wait, wait. We love Atari, by the way. Oh, we Atari love is them. great. Um, I watched two uh, two episodes of Modern Family. I, watched, I just had to basically watch all the shit, even though I had this really You were like watching the short film animated shorts from last year's it Oscars, was, right? It like, was. It just, was just painful. What's on Vera? You watched that like seven times. The so, whole like how to use the entertainment system <laughs> tutorial. I was. I watched all the safety stuff round and round and round. A brace. I mean, I'm no, so No, no, best is you watch that, the video where the plane is moving across the Atlantic Ocean. I had a huge amount of the flight thing that that's, said time at your destination. That's uh, that. So I'm working on my reel right now and my manager looked at it and he was like, lose all the stand-up from it. You've only got one good joke in there. And that's the joke I have about, like, oh, I watched the worst movie on the plane right over here. It's called Flight Time Remaining. <laughs> <laughs> terrible graphics, terrible CGI in that. In summary, though, this is graphical Nick's fault, right? Like most things. I hadn't life. thought of it that way, but yeah, damn him. But I'd literally clear the whole memory off my iPad just to get this whole series on. So at least I've got something to watch on the way home. But Assuming now, of course, there are no German I'm just waiting, like, you know. I will say Ant-Man is, is better than any movie called Ant-Man has a right to be. I was wholly impressed. I didn't get yeah. excited about it. And I watched it's it. It's really I, solid. And I went, this is really actually kind of one of the good Marvel ones. So yeah, it's, it's not messy. Solid. It's not like a complete color clash. But anyway, but pack Pixels, however... Adam Sandler, what a what a talent, what a great guy. That's a one out of five from me. We're just gonna let the talent of Adam Sandler sit there for a second while we move on to social media beefs. Uh, we're gonna blow through these, I think, because I think that our show today is gonna is just so jam packed full of stuff. I thought it'd be fun, by the way, for to kick off social media beefs if I shared with you guys some of the private messages I got on Twitch while we were in Prague. <laughs> yeah, this guy. Fishing hard in life, fishing hard in life, fishing hard in life, fishing hard in lift, which shows he wasn't even copying and pasting it. He was. <laughs> yeah, she was typing in every it out. time. Jamie on the future table, please. Okay. At least he said please. And then hold on. More from him. <laughs> Wanker, stop testing me. Yeah, that's right. Be scared. M meanwhile, I replied zero times <laughs> to this person. You always I was, win. I was testing him. That's right. I always win. I was testing him. By not replying. Does this continue? No. Next person. Oh, it, uh, the same guy. Sorry. Um, there's one. <laughs> I From Noir Drew. By night. I follow you by night. Does he mean he follows you on Twitter? I think he meant more in the, the threatening way. Oh. I can see you. I like your shirt. Next guy. Oh, more from him. Oh. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Tongue my anus. I follow you by night. That's the new album, I believe, coming out. Here's some YouTube 1220. 
Law, one day when you're in the States, I can't travel, I can't travel, do not fly list. Have five more months on my current sentence, then we'll meet up. Law, hee hee hee. Good. Put that in the good pile. And this is from your Twitter. Did you say this, this is was Twitch. Tinder? This is right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Larry Friendly. Didn't you used to be on SNL doing a monkey skit? Admit it, you have butt hammer withdrawal. <laughs> this is actually really, really disturbing. This guy's the best. Oh, this is a guy who actually was like said something I said wasn't funny, and so I kind of like engaged him, and then he sent me this. But I, what I love here at the end is, um, we all love you, and I didn't mean not funny in an offensive way. <laughs> How do you say? Do you know that Joe Stapleton? He is not funny. He's no offense. No offense. Guy. No offense. Uh, let's see. Mags just said I'm a fucker. <laughs> But didn't have enough time to put the whole word That's out. Right. Does not care for vowels or Joe Stapleton. Those are his two his two bugaboos. Uh, let's see. Here's a joke you could have. Hear about the baker who got electrocuted. He stood on a current. What? Yeah, just at that. At just a total mess. That fits into your sort of style of delivery. Is you just stand up and go knock knock. Yeah, have you heard though? First of all, and why would a baker stand on a current? Because he's making current buns. Is that, I mean... It's, it's, it's weak. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's dreadful. It's from like okay. 1973. <laughs> um, this guy. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Uh, and what does that face mean? That is the what... F no, I don't know what that one is. See, like, like, like Daniel Negreanu. I don't care for the You don't faces. like the faces. I don't like Unless the faces. Unless it's a raccoon. Um, that's it. Good. That's it. This is the real social media beef I had from... Um, from Prague, though. Now, I remember I told this story, right, where this guy won a million-dollar spin-and-go yeah. and then immediately sat down at a one-cent, two-cent table, right? Yes. So he's got a million dollars at a one-cent, two-cent table. The second biggest stack is $1.55. Exactly. And I thought that this was just hilarious. And so I posted this, and you can see it did pretty well. This was just on Facebook. 25,293 people saw that photo. And... I wanted to ask you guys' opinion about this because on Twitter, it got shared a lot, like over 100 retweets on Twitter. Now, on Twitter, two people wrote to me and said, this is disgusting. And they said, this is akin to driving through a shanty town in a limousine and lighting $100 bills on fire and flaunting how much money you have in front of a bunch of poor people. And I do not get that from this at all. No. Do you guys no. get that? No. I mean... No, not at all. It's like, well, if this is the game he normally sits and plays, it's like if I won the lottery, I'm not going to suddenly like... Actually, this is probably not a metaphor that works. But you know what I mean? You're not going to just like suddenly change your stuff. If he sits playing the two, four games, he's going to go. What, what, are you, what are you doing? I think that he, just, um, that he just thought it would be funny. Like, I don't really think it's like... He's not saying, like, look what I have and what you don't. He's just, you know, he's just, don't worry about this. Just focus on the, the, the topic at hand right now. I said it's more akin. It's more akin to like bringing a life preserver to a hot tub, than it is to like flaunt. It's like an unnecessary thing, but it's not really. I think it's people that don't really understand poker. You know, would would say something like that because when you bring a lot of money to a poker table, you're not showing off. You're just. It's just. It's just hilarious. It's like bringing. You know, it's like bringing a giant uh, baseball bat to a baseball game. You know, it's it's comedy. I, I don't understand why anyone would have a problem. Well, the only other social media beef I had with this was the guy who posted the photo originally, who I, d I didn't know who it was. All I did is I gave credit to the person I got the photo from because I don't like when people steal my jokes. But the guy who did it originally got in touch. 
uh, right there where I say photo to Jesse McKenzie, apparently. And he said, look, I really wouldn't have a problem with it, but you're like, you're like trying to, you're promoting stars spinning goes and like you're doing this for, you're, you're doing it as like an advertisement for poker stars. And I was like, well, I'm not really doing it as an advertisement for poker stars. I'm, I, I, I am employed by poker stars sometimes, but I'm a freelancer. I'm an independent contractor. Like I don't, I'm not in my, I posted this. I thought it was funny, not because I'm trying to get people to play spinning goes. And I just want everyone to know, I am not a shill for poker stars. Okay. I'm an independent contractor. I do my own thing. They don't tell me what to say. They don't tell me what to do. I do my own thing, okay? Yeah, Jesse McKenzie. that's very much you. So yeah, so poker stars does—they're not—they're not my—they're not, my, not the boss of me. No, okay, they no. just—they um, occasionally pay pay a bill or two. Playing poker stars, everyone. Playing poker stars. What do we have next? Yes, you want to do the competition result? Yes, let's end the social media segment on something positive, James. Yeah, so we asked people to give us five-star reviews and write a nice little blurb on iTunes, and we said that uh, if people were then took a screenshot of that yeah. review and tweeted it using the hashtag EPCNotLive, we would draw three winners at random. What I decided to do is I drew one winner from the United Kingdom, one winner from North America, and one from the rest of the world, because as you know, the iTunes stores are different, and you don't see the different reviews in different markets, so that's what we ended up with. So do you want to see who... Uh, yeah, I got some reviews here. We yeah, so these, these aren't actually, but these, these aren't the best reviews. These are purely based, purely drawn at random. Uh, so this is our North American winner, Bruce Marco, who gave us a five-star review and says, if you're a fan of James Haskin and Joe Stapleton on the EPT broadcast, you'll love EPT Not Live. Great poker interviews and funny banter between James and Joe make this a great listen. And Matt, uh, and, and so what made this guy the winner? Did you did random? random? Okay. Random, totally random. Okay. So he's the winner from North America. I would prefer the review said something like, you don't need to know James and Joe to love this show. Yeah, but, but that would be a lie, obviously. Yeah, but as I said, I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go through and mark okay. them on. I'll give it a C. <laughs> uh, this is... Was this a German winner? I believe this is the German this winner. This guy was sitting next to Matt on the plane. <laughs> I think this was uh, Doc Ober. The funniest poker podcast out there. Always interesting and funny stories all around the EPT circuit, most importantly from behind the scenes. A must-listen for every poker fan out there. Keep up the good work, guys. And what did these people get? Uh, these are all going to get PCA playing cards. Excellent. And we got one more here. We got one more. Carl Parrish. I'm glad Carl hey. won because he was asking yesterday, have you announced who the winners are? And look at that. Uh, Carl says, awesome podcast team. James Haskin and Joe Stapleton. These guys provide a colorful view of life in their world, the poker world, and anything else they throw into the mix. They brighten my life to a point that I cannot wait for their next podcast. Aww. I've become a junkie for EPT Not Live juice. Hmm. I just <laughs> love these guys. Some EPT Not Live juice. <laughs> so congratulations to those three guys. Uh, Very salty. And one thing we should say, by the way, in terms of prizes, and this applies to the Superfan home game as well, Got to wait till we're back in London, end of January, and that's when we'll start shipping prizes out. Excellent. Good job, everyone. Well done. Let's do a little uh, a little TV recap. You guys ready to recap some television? Yes. TV recap. Yeah, because while we were in Prague, the final episode of Shark Cage Season 2 aired. At this point, can we say in your face to all of those people, like, you sport it. You, 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 you said that Maria Ho won. You, you made it clear that Maria yeah, Ho won. Yeah, y'all can suck it. Because we can now reveal, of course, that it came down to a heads-up battle between Daniel Negreanu and Phil Ivey. And I think why we want to talk about the show is this is the first time in a tournament that Phil Ivey and Daniel Negreanu have played heads-up. Well, I'm really glad that Matt's here for this because Matt gets to look at things more from a viewer perspective because, you know, you and I 
yeah. saw it when it happened. We saw it when we did the voiceover for it. And I'm somewhat shocking to people. I'm not much of a poker fanboy. Like, I like poker, and I like some of the personalities in it. But when Phil and Daniel were heads up, I was like, this is so cool. Like, yeah. This is really cool. Did it feel that way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and as soon as you felt where it was, anytime there was an opportunity for one of them to get knocked out, you're thinking, oh, no, please stay in, please stay in. Right, just want this to go longer. And and it's just you can gradually see it whittling down. You think, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it is. There's there's no getting around it. It's a bit of a chills moment when you go, this is kind of cool. And that's it. You just feel a bit silly for going, this is really cool. And what I, what I also love, too, is that it seemed like they kind of felt like that too a little bit. And what's really odd is that Phil is a guy that's like tough to make smile and is yeah. like a bit of an aloof person, but he has this wicked soft spot for Daniel. Like Daniel yeah. just makes him giggle almost. Yeah, it, w- it was nice because Phil, I think most people just have this very black and white image of the way he is because he's pretty consistent in that everyone's kind of like a bit intimidated by him, a bit scared by him. And Daniel just seemed to open him up and he was just sitting there kind of goofing around a bit. And it was just nice that there's these two amazing poker players. But actually... You can see they're just nice guys, and they got a nice relationship, and they're chatting to people. I, know, I just thought it was delightful. Yeah, and it's, I mean, look, it, as annoying as the conversation is of like things being good for poker, like Daniel winning a million dollars on television will never not be good for poker. Agreed. Yeah, no, it was uh, the, the fact the show started with four great players because obviously we had uh, Daniel, Phil, Antonio, Maria Ho. Um, and that heads up battle. Both guys making their debut on the show, neither played in season one. Um, the cream really rose to the top in terms of the lineup at the at the final, and you know, obviously, what a what a great way to end with uh, heads up between those two and Daniel winning it. Yeah, absolutely. So if you guys haven't seen it, uh, unfortunately, we spoiled it for you, but it's still worth watching because there's lots of great moments in it. Definitely, even if you know the result, it's worth yeah. checking out at uh, YouTube.com/slash/PokerStars. But yeah, I find it uh, hilarious that when we interviewed Maria Ho on this very show, uh, everyone was convinced that we had somehow said something or the tone You know what it was? Because I said, I was like, good luck in Monaco, joking, only because it had already happened. So yeah. I was like, wink, winking, and everyone took that as, oh, Maria Ho must win, and you're all idiots. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. We're running long in the show. I'm going to save the event recap of the charity tournament till when we're back in London and okay. we'll talk about it. I do have some visuals from it that we'll just run through them really quickly because we can't ever do this another sure, time. Sure, that's true, actually. Uh, just some fun stuff here. This is maybe one of my favorite things about it was that I got to do specialty shots, Yeah, uh, which I've never done before. Standing so got... in front of the giant projector screen. I, I mean, I imagine you, you had a lot of fun goofing around. Uh, yeah, we did a lot of goofs, and hopefully some of it makes it to TV. And what, what's awesome about this, James, is that photo behind me is from the skits from last year that we shot at PCA, the clubbing skits. And I happen to wear the exact same shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so in the background, I've got the collar flipped up and the chest hair out. And in the foreground, I'm wearing the same shirt standing in front of it. That part was fun. And what I really liked, so we'll cover this part because you can see it here on the, uh, on the, on the, the video version, is there were some really hilarious graphic straps coming up. Yeah, this uh, graphical Ted deserves a lot of the credit for these because uh, he, he did a lot of hard work on these. Uh, we had various infographics with fake facts about Joe. The hilarious one is they consistently give your age as 43. So <laughs> at least one thing is... Right. The only detail that never changes. The one thing that's true. Even my name is wrong here. Jake Mapleton. From Croydon. From Croydon, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> and I've spent nearly 20 grand on American accent lessons. <laughs> We've got some funny chip names down there. Uh, this was this photo was taken from the bubble. Uh, I like this one here. This is Juan Stapelhano, 
Uh, age 43, poker winnings, zero. That fun part's actually also accurate. Fun fact, surprisingly, has never met his co-host, El Comandador. Oh, true, never, ne I, never I, been in I the just catch like a, like a yeah. flash of a cape sometimes leaving a room. Um, then we've got to <laughs> remember to drink responsibly, folks, because there were some alcohol being consumed here. They got the charity right, the age right, and although this one's all true except for my name being wrong, once min cash in a local five-pound pub game for eight fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, uh, oh yeah, this, <laughs> this is the one that a lot of people screen grabbed and sent it to me. Jim Simpleton, professional Tinder swiper. The story checks out. Uh, one last thing here. My mom tuned in a little bit and she sent me an email and my mom. Oh, what did your mom make of it? What? First of all, titled Bonsoir. Bonsoir, watched you today but did not get the charity for which you were playing. Looked like you were all having fun, but poker is a serious game after all. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me there's an email from your dad, because I love the emails from your dad. I did not get an email oh. from my dad, but if you want, I can make that a regular part of the show, emails from my dad. <laughs> no questions about why she says love Zeta? I figured it was a kind of... I used to call her Mama Zeta when I was a kid. Right. So. Uh, I didn't want to pry. I yeah. thought her name was Zeta. I don't really mind. Oh, yeah, that would be funny. I took her name off it, because I had a feeling people would try to go looking for it if I didn't. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, and what I'll do is... So when we're back in London, we'll do a more extensive recap of it, and I'll be able to go through my footage on my camera. Now, I thought I'd lost my camera, and it was only because James stuck it in the wrong pocket of my bag, and I couldn't find it. So I'll go Sorry. through. No, that's all right. Look, you, you were doing me a favor. I'm, not, I'm just glad it's found. Yeah. And especially because there's like two hours of me opening Christmas presents with my parents and my girlfriend. And I just was ex-girlfriend. Ex at the time, she was my girlfriend. And I just didn't really want someone like posting that on YouTube. Um, uh, worth saying, by the way, because uh, you mentioned at the start that we weren't going to spoil Star Wars, and we won't. But I think that when we're back in London, when we do our next traditional audio yeah. version of the show, we will do a Star Wars Force Awakens review. And we'll do it the same way we did with the Bond review, with right. Spectre, where we'll do it at the very end of the show, and we'll warn people that if they haven't seen the movie, they should switch off now, and this is the last thing in the program. And if you're around, Matt, we'd love to get you on for that one. Uh, let me just think. I'm I'm available. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just think, there's Dublin. I would like people yeah, to start including Matt Broughton in the iTunes reviews, though. No, because he fine. is a big part of the show. So That's very kind of you. He should get a, he should get a little bit of love. Uh, I think so, yeah. let's. That's all we're going to do for the, the charity thing. Let's bring on the super fan. Let's do a little super fan versus Stapes. Asif! The poker tourist. Asif, where you at? Come house. here, buddy. Come on over here. Kept him waiting. This poor guy. One of them loves the EPT. Hey, come here. Knows it inside out. And would do anything for the European poker team. There he is. We the got a headset for this fellow. There it is. It's Superfan versus Stapes. Yes, we welcome from Manchester in the United Kingdom, Asif Waris, aka the Poker Tourist. Trademark. I noticed you've TM'd that. <laughs> Asif, I got to give you credit. You squeeze more juice out of <laughs> out of the poker world than anyone like for some people how many events have you satellited into uh over 40 over 40 events yeah. and so like you're still taking pictures with professional poker players and like just really it's it's been so weird coming here because obviously I, it's not that I'm in awe of these people, but here is I've been like a kid in the candy shop. Yeah, you really landing, are. And and the people have been so nice, and they've been so, I don't know, accommodating. For me, with the great respect, I'm never going to be any good at poker. I never said I'm any good at poker, 
but I love I always love traveling and I love the social aspects of it more and here particularly the more than any event that I've ever attended there's been this social thing going on here. This is the most fun <coughs> stopped. Because when you go I broke from a tournament, there's so much fun stuff but, to do. But, okay. Now, here's the bizarre thing, Asif, because the idea of Superman versus Stapes is to take an EPT fan and try and give them the opportunity to win their first step of the way to playing an EPT. <laughs> the prize is a Step C ticket worth 27 euros. And, of course, the much-coveted Everyone Loves a Chop Pot t-shirt. Okay. The bizarre thing is this feels like a little inappropriate for you. Step down. Of, yeah, because <laughs> you're already playing all of the EPTs and coming to all of these events. But I guess every helps right of course absolutely and uh, so what's funny is oh, uh, I, I thought I was being invited for a full EPT package here <laughs> I don't know what budget you think we're working I with may that. have oversold <laughs> your, your role uh, on the and, show uh, and it was an upgrade in the room as well <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get back and to and officially that. this is not an EPT I don't regard the PCA as an EPT it's both this is not in Europe and also that's <laughs> what? Like, what wait hold, hold well, on a second no, no. did you guys hear that can we check that out? Can someone I check thought, that out? I thought we annexed the Bahamas several years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, as see, as, as basically, um, I wasn't going to give you a choice of what your specialty topic could be, but what's really okay. funny is he said, um, I would like my topic to either be 1970s cricket yeah. <laughs> or the PCA. And Justin Locke, Matt Broughton, has, perfor has performed? I have. Has prepared. He has prepared... A PCA-themed game for you. Ooh. <laughs> well, actually... Oh, sorry, go on. Sorry, I didn't want to talk over your lovely noise. As long, okay, as, you, as, long as it's not the prices in the restaurants, because I've not been in any of them. <laughs> no, it's not prices in the restaurants. <laughs> What's the game called, Matt? It's called Bahamas or Bananas. Okay. Superfan versus State. I'll keep score. Right, and I'm going to be honest, it's not so much about PCA as the location. Okay. How much attention have you paid? How much, you know, homage to the, to the well, local culture? I've, I've actually spent three and a half days playing poker. Well, I've never done that in my life, but it's happened this time. So, well, let's just go with it. Uh, and by the way, the name—I came up with a name before the concept. Very hard to get bananas into competition because <laughs> I know earlier on you were like, "Well, where are the bananas?" I'm like, "Well, I struggled to get the bananas into it." It's a great name. Let's just go with it. <laughs> um, you are our guest, so you get to go first. I need a number between one and ten. Uh, Seven! Good man. <laughs> it's always coming seven. Always coming seven. Right, okay. I see if I need to know which one of these statements is true. The Bahamas does not have an army. The Bahamas does not have a native banana. I got the banana into that one. The Bahamas does not have a national bird. The Bahamas does not have a Christmas Eve. Which one of those is true? Do they not have an army, a native banana, a national bird, or a Christmas Eve? Uh, they don't have an army. That is correct. Well done. Asif's on the board. It's 1-0 already. Nice. Okay, Joe, give me a number. Nine is my favorite number. It's my lucky number. Okay. Nassau's chief festival is Junkanoo, an energetic, true. colorful street parade of brightly costumed... It's not a true or false oh, question. Shit. Be patient. <laughs> brightly costumed people dancing to the rhythmic accompaniment of cowbells, drums, and whistles. Get a bit of education into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> Though contested, where do most people believe the name came from? Is it a once common method of preserving salt-cured meat or salted meat, a local folk hero named John Canoe, <laughs> a young girl who was left to die alone in an old school building? Uh, so I'm going to go with the... God, it's so morbid. I want to go with the young girl who died in the school building. You are 
incorrect. <laughs> now, I, now I look terrible. That actually is now an I look terrible. That's an anime character called Yuko Kanu. <laughs> um, it is actually a local Salted folk meat. hero called John Canoe. Ah, the one that you laughed at thought it could possibly be that. Exactly. <laughs> Fail. Okay, Asif, give me another number, my friend. Uh, five. Five. Good choice. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. One of the more unique Nassau Bahamas attractions is Ardastra Gardens, which I'm sure you're familiar with, where you can witness what parading in drill formation? Is it pink flamingos, red ants, or manta rays? What parades in drill formation at the Ardastra Gardens? The ants. Incorrect. Pink flamingos. Okay. No chance to steal. No I knew that. No, one. Not multiple, multiple choice. choice. I still oh, look. I would have. Got, it would have taken me three tries to get the last one right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Joe, give us a number. Uh, what did he just pick? Uh, five. five. So you got one, eight. two, four, six, eight, ten. Eight, please. Eight. Okay. Uh, were the first people to inhabit the Bahamas called? Yes. Sorry. Wait for your choices. Were the first people to inhabit the Bahamas called the Tainos, the Baku, the Fellaini, or the Zabrak? These are going to be hilariously wrong answers. It's going to be like, nope, those were the aliens from V. Those were... <laughs> you know uh, the way his mind works. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with the, ba the Baku. Was that one of them? That was the aliens from Star Trek Insurrection. <laughs> The other one was a Man United player, and the other one was uh, Darth Maul, was a Dathomirian uh, Zabrak. How come, how, how so come these the questions right? are mega difficult? What's the, the right one? The Thanos. The Thanos. See, we're learning. We're I learning. I was definitely going to say Thanos. <laughs> Just to keep you updated on the score, it's still 1-0. Right, okay, okay right. so it's close. It's, one like, it's nil, like a one soccer nil. game. Uh, what would you like? You can have one, four, six, or ten. I shall have one. One, okay. Now, this is how much attention. You've been through, you've been through the airport. You've been around the country. Ish. <laughs> what are the three colors of the flag of the Bahamas? Yellow, blue, and black. Boom! Absolutely. Because spot I've on. got my first Bahamas flag. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, baby. Unhand him up. Unhand him up, yes. Now, Joe, I actually, you have to have, there's a follow up question to that, so there has to come in sequence. So now that you know the colors are blue, yellow, and black. Yeah. So the black of the flag. I don't see color, so I'm glad I didn't get that question. Okay, good. <laughs> Doesn't. Okay, the black of the flag symbolizes the strength, vigor, and force of the Bahamian people. The blue is the surrounding seas. What does the yellow represent? Is it the sun and the sand, the bright outlook of the islanders, or the feathers of the carnival? It's <laughs> gonna have the to rush you. The sun and the sand. Hey! Well done. Good stuff. Okay, I see. Uh, another number of three, four, six, or ten. Three. Okay. Before being burned to the ground by the dirty Spanish in 1684, I'm sure they had, they had their reasons. I'm sure they had their reasons. <laughs> um, was Nassau formerly known as Charlestown, Bartertown, Grantstown, or New Providence? Grantstown. Incorrect. It was Charlestown. Oh. Again, we all, it was on the tip of Fuck Charles. <laughs> Four, six, or ten. It's nearly over, Joe. Ten. Ten. Does pa right, we're here in Paradise Island. Okay, this is really local. You're definitely going to be all over this. Does Paradise Island's Head Start program aim to see between 300 and 600 banana plants planted over the next two years? Bananas. bananas. <laughs> between 300 and 600 new commercial properties opened over the next two years? or between 300 and 600 green sea, green sea turtles' eggs laid over the next two years? 
Sea turtles. Yes. In oh, fact, there's a huge game. sign. There's a huge <coughs> sign outside. I thought you might get that one. Tied game. Four or six. Ooh, critical. Uh, yeah, this could mean a lot. Six. Six, okay. On the Bahamas Harbour Island lies the Pink Sands Beach. Do come. <laughs> Where does the pink... I'm sponsored today by the Bahamas uh, <laughs> Tourist Board, incidentally, I should... Obviously. Play on Pokes does. Uh, so the, uh, the Pink Sands Beach, where does the pink sand come from? Does it come from a microscopic marine animal with a bright pink shell, a naturally occurring redstone pigment, or the blood of a thousand prawns? <laughs> hey. It is A. Correct. Okay, so this so. could be ball game. If I don't get it right, it's okay, over. Yeah. If not, there's a tiebreaker. Come oh, down to the wire. Are we in the injury time? We're right. We are. We're, we're, very, <laughs> we're very close to the end of regular time. You have time. no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Joe. Yes. And this that is me, correct. Okay. Question four, I believe. The Bahamas is composed of 700 different islands. How many are inhabited? 30, 50, 80, or 120? 80. Ah, it's over. Only 30 of the 700, but look how much we've learned. Look winner, we've winner, grown. chicken dinner. Winner, oh. <laughs> chicken dinner. We have. Congratulations. Well done, sir. Well done, Asif. That means you win a 27-euro Pepsi ticket plus... <laughs> And everyone loves a chop pot T-shirt. Yeah, baby, that's what we wanted. <laughs> and thank you very much for coming on the show today. Great. Thank to you, you very Thanks much. And can I just give a mention out to all my friends in Manchester that play poker, and especially Mr. Cam. No. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, can, we can cut it out later. Thanks, John. Thanks, See you later. Enjoy yeah. the rest well of your time. Uh, Good job. I just leave me hanging. Dinner. <laughs> uh, that's it, guys. That's all the time. Yeah, it looks like they're about to start playing poker. Bubble day. Sweet. Yeah, that's all the time we've got for uh, for today's show. Uh, coming up on the next show, we'll do the uh, the charity event recap. We will. Uh, we'll Actually, we'll do a whole PCA recap. We'll do everything that happened after we recorded the show as well. Uh, and we will do a Star Wars Force Awakens review, I we'll think. Do Force Awakens. We'll probably there's a screening of, of Kid Poker here tonight. Yes, so you'll finally get the chance to see it. So we'll get your views on that. And if Matt's coming on the show to talk Star Wars, yep. we'll get Matt's views on the documentary And as well. one last little plug for next week's show. I've got my first stand-up comedy show in New Jersey Saturday night when I get back in Hoboken. You can see that's not me. There's my name right there, Joe Stapleton. And I'm having a house party afterward. And Greg Merson was the first person to RSVP to say that he was coming to my show at my house party. So just want to give myself a plug for that. I'll let you guys how how that goes. Uh, that's it. We're out of here. We're done. See you guys next time. For James Hardigan and Matt Broughton, this is Joe Stapleton saying, smell you later.